0: All right, welcome back to the third episode of Shooting the Shot with Varun, Josh, Paul, and Rahman. The Leafs went 3-1 and one last week. Uh, they actually looked pretty good, despite that one boring game against Edmonton yeah. that they both played terribly, I thought. So, I mean, everyone says, yeah, defense is great, but I just thought their offense was horseshit, to be honest with you, um, for both teams. But uh, I thought they looked pretty good, and I'm excited to see what they do this next week. But
1: uh, what did you guys think of the games? Well, okay. I remember last week I was saying we were going to go two and two. We go three and one. We lose uh the one loss was a tight game against Edmonton, 3-1. Uh, we haven't – if I'm looking back at the scores, we have not allowed more than three goals over five games now. And so – even though I was a bit sad after that loss against Ottawa in the second game of the season, things are starting to look up, especially with these wins in regulation, which are huge now against our division rivals so i'm I'm really happy at the moment
2: yeah, it's actually awesome uh, they they totally exceeded expectations from what we both what we all said um, three and one is an amazing week for for the lease and I think one of the biggest positives I saw was uh, heading into the week. uh, We had a whole goalie controversy going on with uh, Freddie allowing like nine goals over two games. And Jack Campbell came in with that strong win uh, against Ottawa on the Saturday night. And uh, you know what? Freddie bounced back. Uh, He got some. I I know the Edmonton game was very boring. Like we thought it's going to be one of the most exciting games on the schedule uh, with McDavid and Matthews, but it was just like a snore fest, but defensively they played great. And Freddie was really good in that game. Um, So honestly, as a Leafs fan, we should be really happy with the result. Three and one is amazing and they've been playing defensively and offensively. I think they've been playing pretty good hockey over, over the last uh, little while. So hopefully they keep it up uh, and we get a, Another win here tonight against Calgary, but
0: uh... yeah, I guess it's hard to complain when you have a winning record. But yeah, I totally agree with and I think Anderson really bounced back. He played pretty well, and so did Jack Campbell. I thought he was great, and I'm so happy that we have a backup that we can rely on again. Uh, so I guess it kind of where did sucks he come from? We LA traded last him. year. Yeah, we traded for him from L.A. Uh, it was him and Clifford came over. Uh, for Trevor Moore and like a second conditional pick and a second round pick, something like that. It's uh, safe to say, I'm not really missing what we gave up. I'm not sure what that draft Gr- pick will end up. Grunstrom, Grunstrom was in that too. Yeah. That, I think Grunstrom was, was for Muzzin, I think, wasn't it? Was it? Grunst- oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and like. We made a couple trades with them. So. <laughs> uh, Sean Dursi Dur- 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 and Jersey Dur- 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 yeah, And yeah, a first round pick for something like that. Anyways, regardless, all those pieces we gave LA, I'm not really missing. I kind of like having Muzzin and Campbell, yeah, uh, and Campbell on the team. But getting to Campbell, apparently he ended up getting injured. and He's gonna be out for a little while, maybe even close to a month, which is kind of rough. He has like a leg injury apparently, uh, and seeing the replay of the whole, you know, Kachuk falling on him and everything, uh, that was more on his back. I felt so. I'm not sure if the injury is related to that at all. So I'm not gonna really blame. Kachuk on that, but what did you guys think of that game or even Jack Campbell's injury or what do you guys think? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's – yeah, you're right. Kachuk really
2: landed on his back. I think before that play even happened, um, they were saying on the broadcast he looks really shaken up. So I think think a shot must have went – there was a, a play where a shot went to him and it went off his leg um where that's that's where the injury came from because he was not looking himself prior to that play anyways that's what they were saying so i don't know if i i would totally blame him i mean he's not pachuk's kind of a fuck anyways but it's like what are you cool. going to do right like he's 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 just like he's just one of those players you'd love to have him on your team but on the other side he's just one of those guys but I don't know if I completely blame him for Campbell being out. I think it's one of those things where he probably took a shot in the wrong area and, you know, or, or stretched the wrong way on a save. And and that's why he's out. It's a huge loss, especially with the the schedule where we're playing a lot of back-to-backs games every other night. Um, And he was very solid for us so far this season. So I don't know how we're going to have, Freddy play the bulk of this season now with even with back to backs. I I think Hutchison's probably going to come up. Uh, but I'd rather have. I mean, this is the
0: the second. I I'd rather put you
1: in that Verude than Michael Hutchinson.
0: I know, I mean, Sh- Sheldon Keefe, What did Sheldon Keefe say today? He said because uh, somebody asked him about Hutchinson, and he's like, "Well, he's the only one on our team winning games in the second round of playoffs last year." So no, that's he a true. different sort of confidence. True. Uh, well. Th- after that, I'm like, well, did Zach Bogosian win a ch- cup with uh, the Tempe Lightning last season? But look B- looked
2: pretty good, though. Like, honestly, yes. uh, you, he's not been making any mistakes. Like, you see guys like uh, in in years past. Like, I don't want. I'm gonna keep going to this guy. Like, like enough or or uh, like like big name players that come here. You just look at them um, and there's they make mistakes, and you just like go all over him. He's not. I don't really notice him, but also he's like, he's been solid. That's what I'll say. Like, if you don't notice the mistakes, he's been solid.
0: He He's fitting perfectly in that bottom parent. And his contract is so small. And just for one year, I don't think anyone's really going to be complaining about it. And no. especially because he's not making terrible mistakes. <laughs> um, but I want to go back to Kachuk for a second. Because he said he's the type of player you hate to play against, but you love on his on your team and you know there's a few players like that that we've been up against brad marchand for example uh and there's a few of them that we've had on the team Darcy tucker for example mm-hmm. so i kind of want to ask you guys who are some of your favorite players to hate like you love that you hate them and you'd love to see them they got to know if it's that uh, you'd love to see their face getting pounded or you just love the fact that they're on your team scoring. But who are some of your favorite pests?
1: Okay. Some people, I think everyone's going to agree with this. Nazem Qadri was a pest. And he's a pest right. that I think you wanted on your team. And the fact that we have given a, we gave him away now for nothing hurts my heart. Every time I look at the trade, um, well, we, it was Tyson Berry, right? And we got and Kerfoot, Kerfoot and Tyson Berry. Yes. Yeah. So, no disrespect to Kerfoot, but I think, especially with Kadri's contract at the time, I'm I've always been sad to have seen him seen him go. Um, but he's one of my favorite pests uh, in recent years because, you know, he would get in people's face. He could, you know, he'll throw in a big hit. He'll drop the gloves. He'll just get in people's face, and then at the same time, he can actually score goals. Remember that. Was that a time he scored? Was it a hat trick? And then Don Cherry kissed him like he kissed Gilmore on Coach's Corner? This guy guy went on
0: Coach's Corner with the two goons behind him. And Don Cherry kissed his cheek and he was so red. It was crazy. This guy was so embarrassed. He's like, oh, this 85-year-old man's kissing me. It was was kind of funny, though.
1: How boring is, uh, and I'm going off on a tangent here, but. Like to say, coach, without Coach's corner, the end of the first period has become boring. But oh, yeah. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But Vern, <laughs> I want to hear who, who's your favorite pest. And I said pesk earlier, and I feel like shit because of it. It's pest. Vern, who's your favorite pest?
2: Uh, I I think my favorite. Uh, if it, if it's on the Leafs, side, I'll agree with. Uh, Jasper, probably was was Nas. He just did everything that would rub the team the wrong way, but. I think my favorite guy that I would just love for somebody to just punch him in his face, and I hate him so much, is Marshawn. Oh, um, yes. I, but, I, but I respect the, sh- the hell out of that guy, man. Like He is one of the best players in the NHL, hands down, but I hate the fuck out of him. But he is, uh, <laughs> he is pretty good. Like, I, I got to admit, but as a Leafs fan, that guy has given me some nightmares over the past couple of years, so I hate that guy.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> Nightmares, Brad. <laughs> oh yes,
0: he he gets under people's skin. He licked people. Remember that? Like it mm-hmm. was. He's he was uh, way yeah. worse. He was way worse
2: than in the previous. He's calmed down a bit, but still, like
0: he's still yeah. He's a he was a nuisance for sure. He is a nuisance, but I think my least favorite is probably Sean Avery. I just. I didn't, even, oh, yeah. I didn't like him at all, like, mm-hmm. whatsoever. I didn't even think his antics were, like, at times benefiting his team. You know, like, Marshand's a great uh, – he's kind of a piece of shit, but he's a great <laughs> player. But Avery, I think, kind of fought with some of his teammates at times. He, Dallas signed him, and midway through the season, they just traded him back to New York. Like, I don't know. He just seemed like a waste. And one of my favorite – Favorites at least to have on my team is Darcy Tucker. He was my favorite on the yeah. list. Yep. This yeah. Yep. Yeah. The whole bench of Ottawa, right? This guy would fight Sean Avery before the game started. Like you know things were happening. And this guy was like five nine, and he was like body checking Zeno Chara down in Charles Prime. Like I don't know. Tucker was another animal. He was a beast. But uh, you know, I miss him dearly. That type of player on the team, like even in the NHL, it's hard to come by now.
1: It's true. By the way, Sean Avery, obviously I hated him when he played for the Rangers, but I think it was after Tavares came to the Leafs. He posted a video kind of throwing shade at the Islanders fans. It was when he was like clean-shaven in like a black hat. I'm looking at it right now. And I kind of became a Sean Avery fan to some extent at that point. Kind of like with Jeremy Roenick, because he's over the years started saying some nice things about the Leafs. I used to hate him. After especially after he kicked us out of the playoffs in the second round back in I think two thousand and four four yeah when our last the year we last won a series but yeah yeah so Sean Avery I guess you're okay for now
2: what what do you uh, what do you guys think of that uh, big trade that happened in the NHL this past week
1: Uh Dubois
2: for Linea that one I think it's good for both teams Um, but. My thing with that is as soon as the trade happened, everybody's like, Yeah, they got the best two centers in the North Division. Um, a lot no. of people were saying that I'm like, not not Ooh. even close, man. Like what are you saying? <laughs> like Sifley's amazing and
0: and Dubois like yeah. had a good playoffs, but no. Not even close. They're not even the second best duo in the North Division. Like I don't know what people are talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, what are you, are these people good? Like what's happening? Like to answer your first question, I thought it was a great trade in the sense of just being a hockey trade. Like yeah. just seeing something like that happen. Great player for great player. I think the last time I remember seeing one that I was kind of cool was, uh, again, Columbus getting Seth Jones for, uh, Ryan Johansson, even though yeah. Johansson's kind of, uh, shit the bed since that trade, but yes, uh, uh, no I thought it was great because I mean let's be real like Patrick Laine is still going to score goals even if he's in Columbus he's going to score a lot of them with that team mm-hmm. uh, if he resigns at least he's only got this year left on his contract but uh, in terms of Dubois and Scheifele that is a great one two punch and Stastny like that's pretty deep three lines in terms of down the middle but you're still not better than McDavid Dreisaitl they're still a top in this division and Matthews Tavares are not far behind, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, ag- agreed. I think I think they they maybe round out the top three, but they're not in the top two conversation. And and let's be real, McDavid Dry by a mile are the best two in two players in the North Division, I would say. Uh, but like the Leafs are
0: Leafs tandem uh, is way better than.
2: Winnipegs. I don't yeah.
0: care. <laughs> I think if anything, Winnipeg is maybe around the same now in terms of their depth down the middle, at least for the yeah. first top two lines, with uh, Vancouver. Because Patterson and Horvat are both phenomenal players. They're amazing
2: too, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So to say that I don't have I didn't hear that really, but the fact that anybody would think Shifley and Dubar are the best one-two punch in this division. No, you're top four. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I being think biased here. <laughs> I don't think no, neither am bias. I. I didn't I didn't say Matthews and
2: Tavares are the best in the North Division. No, I'm, no, I'm exactly. A that's the here. thing. I'm a realist. I'm just saying like I think it's Winnipeg fans, like that whole line A against Matthews uh debate for the longest time. And I think uh guys like Button and, and those guys try to like put iron in the fire that just try to make something going that's not really there, but
1: yeah. Wait, do you Come on. do you rank uh, Drysidle above Matthews? I don't. No, uh,
2: but McD, Well,
0: like they're different players, though. It, it, see, the thing is that in terms of hardware, you have to like Drysidle has a heart, an Art Ross. He has a couple fifty. Oh, he has a fifty goal season, and last season he was also on pace for fifty goals. Like, I don't know. At, in a way, kind of, like. Okay, who, I, who I'd rather have on my team, of course, Austin Matthews. Yeah, I'm not stupid. Yeah. But like, you can't really say that Matthews, yeah, no matter what. like, It's very debatable, and there's an argument on either side. Who's better? Exactly. Like, exactly. It's, not, fair it's not enough. a clear cut. It's fair not enough. Clear cut. Like, obviously, the three of us are going to take Matthews any day of the week, but maybe if you ask someone from Edmonton or even from Winnipeg or any other Canadian city, they're going to say Dreisaitl. But well, okay, I was actually gonna. I was gonna talk about this later because I think we want to get into the certain fans of this city. But before we get to that, I was gonna say, what do you think of the fan bases of all the other cities? It's no secret that Toronto is the villain team of Canada. As fans of this team, as Leaf fans, what do you guys think of being in this situation? Like, do you guys just embrace it? Are things ever justified? Like to me, I just don't
1: get it. I like, get it. Because- I get it because, I mean, like, people say this all the time. A player can – the the most simple thing can happen to one of our players and it makes the news, right? Yeah. Things, you know, I think the other day Jason Spezza gets put on waivers. We were even talking about it when he clearly said to everybody, if he gets picked up on waivers, he's going to retire. But that made news. That made the news, right? Um, Every single thing – that happens to the Leafs is looked at um, in minute detail, and I don't know. So I, I kind of like being, and because of that, and because we're the biggest city in the country, we should probably be the capital of the country. Um, and we have, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're the center of the hockey universe. We gotta be it, the
0: capital it, of the country, but like, fuck Ottawa. From,
1: <laughs> from 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 a hockey perspective, it's almost like poetic. We haven't won the cup in like. 50 something years. And yet the thing we're chasing for that entire time is across the street from where we play hockey, mm-hmm. right? The hall of fame's across the street. It's probably like a few hundred meters and I don't know this, it's the center of the hockey universe. And so that's why the only other city in this, the only other team in the NHL or in Canada that can lay claim to their, and, and it's different because of what province they're in. It's, it's Montreal. Montreal, and yeah. Yeah. And I, res- I hate their team so much, but I respect their fan base. There's mm-hmm. nothing that gives I wanna go see a Saturday night game in Montreal against against the Leafs because I respect that fan base. And th- then I many think, of the Canucks. Well yeah.
2: I think I think I think the perspective is just from us over the years is just they think most fan bases just look at Leafs fans and just think, Oh yeah, they're just the arrogant, you know, they're arrogant guy uh, uh, fans and they only think about their team and a little bit of it is what you're saying, Josh. Well, it's actually a lot of it is because of, of the media st- attention we get. Um, yeah. I mean like TSN, they, most people call it Toronto sports network. It's it's only, they only focus mo- mainly on what happens with the Leafs. Like if somebody's injured for a day or somebody's on waiver, they, they only look at what the Leafs are doing, uh, but you can't blame them because most of their viewership around the world even is going to come from this team. It's not like you have a, a person in the States or a person in, in Europe or anywhere like that. That's like a Winnipeg. You might, but you don't have like a f- wide fan base of the Winnipeg Jets outside of Winnipeg, right? Like this team is worldwide. Uh, whereas I'd say they're like the New York Yankees of the NHL. And, and I'm not going to, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like we have the biggest brand in the NHL uh, with, with Montreal, I'd say, as the other Canadian team there. But Toronto is the biggest one, biggest
1: market too. And if you go to any game, like, okay, obviously the schedule is the way it is because of the pandemic. But let's say there was a Canadian division with fans coming into the stadium or the arena. We'd be playing, yeah, including the Montreal game. We'd be playing 56 home games this year. Every single game, we'd have a crowd. And in fact, the away crowd for the Leafs is better than the home crowd. So
0: look at that. Yeah. So,
1: see,
0: what you were saying is that, like before you mentioned, uh, how it's all about the media that draws attention to the team and that's why people are upset. But I think, I forget which one of you guys said it, but how. Other fan bases see us because all we think about is our own f- our own team and all we talk about mm-hmm. is our own team. We don't care about yeah. others. Well they do the same thing. I mean, like, it's true. People in Winnipeg, like you just said, oh, Dubois and Shifley, best one-two punch. No, you're not. Like because you only think about your own team. Yeah, they're great. You did a great trade that it's gonna help your team. But like, so what? Every fan base is biased about their own team. The issue with the Leafs is that so is the media. The media is also very biased and very uh, Toronto-centric because they're almost all based here. Because it's the the media hub of the country, right? Mm-hmm. Not even in, not even just in sports and entertainment and business and all that stuff. So, like, what do you expect? Like you said, the Stanley Cup lives in Toronto, so <laughs> the Hockey <laughs> Hall of Fame is in Toronto, so of course the media is going to draw attention to them because it's right down the fucking street. <laughs> Exactly. I, I mean, I think with most
2: things, like, fans just need to – fans of, like, I think teams that are, like, have extended success, they aren't really that crazy. It's mostly Can- other Canadian teams' fans, like, the you know, Montreal fans, the Winnipeg fans, the Canucks fans. Uh, you don't really see – I don't – personally, I don't really see too many U.S.-based – teams that have like extended periods of success like the penguins or uh you know uh washington or, or teams like that that are really ripping on these fans is mostly the other canadian teams and i think it's a little bit of all the attention we do get but hey as you said we're the media hub of the city what do you expect
0: i guess it's safe to say toronto sports fan bases are pretty wild like it's not necessarily as crazy as soccer hooligans or, you know, other fans from other places around the world, but uh, I want to focus on us. And by us, I mean Leaves fans. Because maybe they're not crazy in terms of burning down your own city after losing the cup final, but there's tons of different types of fans in this city and in this market. Uh, everywhere from your typical bandwagon fan that doesn't pay attention and all of a sudden when they're winning, they wear their blue and, you know, oh yeah, I love Phil Kessel. You're like, he's not on the team. All right. You know, that's going to happen, but I don't know. Just I think my least favorite type of fan is that delusional fan. And by that, I mean a type of fan that thinks you can trade Jeremy Bracco in a second round pick and get that top four defenseman, you know, like you think no matter what this team has, you can do whatever to get anybody or everybody wants to be here. That just tries to think that, yeah, this not only is this the central hub of the world, but this team is the best and they have to be the best. And they're always going to be the best. And every year is their year. That's what I think the delusional fan is. And that's probably the most annoying for me.
2: Yeah, I think, I think with, with those type of fans, it actually gives the broader fan base a bad rep. Because like those type of fans are the, the internet trolls that just go on every post and just be like, yeah, you know what? We have the best team. We're going to win year after year. And the realists, we, we just want a, a goddamn round to win we don't want to you know we just want to see some some sort of success we're not we're not boasting our team like it's the best thing ever we just want to see a win and, and some some extended period of success so that type of fan
0: really irks me as well joshua what type of fan do you consider yourself
1: I think okay as a Vroom's gonna laugh at this, but as emotional <laughs> as I, as emotional as I get, I think I'm a realist I'm a mix of like the really overly emotional elite fan, but I'm also a realist like i've been we've all been on the same page for a few years, like a successful season would be well a couple of years ago winning you know winning a series a couple of years ago now that's not that's the only way it's not a failed yeah, season yeah. is if we win a is if we win a series, right? Otherwise, it's a failure. And so, back to my point, I think I look at the team, I see what we have, and I'm pretty realistic about expectations. And it's hard because, like, right now, we have one of the best teams in the NHL. So, it's not totally out of – it's It's not outlandish for me to say, yes, I think the Leafs are cup favorites this year, right? No, no so, but you know what's
0: kind of – you know what I think the point to every other fan base around the league is that, no, you do not have one of the best teams in the league. What? You have a fun shit. That's yeah. what they all think. And to yeah. be fair, they have a very good point. point. Yeah. So, point. I don't disagree with you that you're a realist, but you know what I think makes every other fan base pissed is that there's people like us who are super emotional and think, yeah, we have one of the best teams in the league, even though we haven't won anything. That makes them pissed off because that's what a realist fan is in this market. Is somebody who still thinks, you know, hey, obviously we have one of the best offenses in the league. Yes, because we have Tavares, Matthews, Marner. You know, it's everyone will agree upon that. Like it was a, over a year ago, when we went to Buffalo. We were talking, we were partying with those Buffalo guys. Like they said themselves, yeah, you guys are going to win a Cup one. You just have too much talent on your team. And this guy was trying to tell me that Eichel was better than Marner and Matthews. So he was just, you know, like I. I don't know, like that's I think part of the reason why some of the fans hate us is because look at us, like us three are realist fans, I think so too. We know that we don't we haven't proven anything yet, but at the same time, oh, we're one of the best teams in the league
1: how much How much did though like shout out to watching games in Buffalo? That was one of the most fun games I've ever been to, even though we lost, but you know, fine, we're realists, but we're also obnoxious league fans as well,
0: oh, just so whoever's yes. listening.
1: Understands. We went to Buffalo last Black Friday, the Black Friday before the pandemic started. Um, and 4 p.m. start for the game. We're up to nothing. Was we it 4 made... p.m. start? Yes, it was.
0: It was, so, black, it was yeah. we, we it not wasted. 4
1: p.m. It was a 4 p.m. It was, it was, it was not 4 p.m. It was. It was. Oh, wait, we it was, wasted. It was, it, was, it was a 4 was p.m. The most start. I
0: drank at 4 p.m. in my life. There's was, no way that's a four. I think PM by new,
2: I think by the time we already got into it, we we got. Uh, and shout out to America to having like cheap ass beer, man. I love it. Like we got. I think we got a twenty four, or a thirty six, thirty thirty, 30 yeah. of beer, and we finished that within an hour between four <laughs> guys, four or five guys, and we were fucked. So and we got more and more drinks at at the uh, at the place, but. Um, yeah, it was a four PM start. We we had fun there. I I uh, I actually liked. That was my first game watching outside of the ACC, and I think it's a it was a great experience. But to to go back to your point on being uh, a of you being an obnoxious fan, I have a rule when I'm watching a Leafs game, and uh, that is not <laughs> to stand five meters or, or away from Jazzball at all times because. No matter what happens, if, if the Leafs score, my ass is getting beat the fuck up by Jazz Paul because this guy cannot control his excitement. And uh, many times <laughs> I've taken a beating because this guy just jumps out of his – he, like, uses me as a punching bag. Um, so I've got some bruises from there, but i made it a rule just to get the hell out away from this guy. Well, anytime it's a tense game or anytime <laughs> we're just watching a game in general, I'm. I'm not even anywhere near this guy because this guy's an animal.
1: He. He might. He might
0: hit him. Hit him. <laughs> oh man, I was about to bring that up, but I was going <laughs> to let that happen naturally. So I guess that's. So if, for people who don't know, and that's maybe all three of you who, aren't, who are listening, uh, <laughs> at that Buffalo game. So I guess it's four p.m. Clearly, I don't remember much. I think we were all really so wild up, and I think. I can't speak for Varun, but Jasper and I were quite obnoxious oh, God. <laughs> at that game. And I don't know what happened. I think I saw, you know, their, their player, Buffalo, uh, you know, I don't know if it was Ristlin or Eichel. Somebody had the puck. It didn't matter who. And I was just yelling. Again, we got seats all the way at the top, so I was yelling loudly to make sure they heard me. Hit him. Who was I referring to? Someone on our team. Who did I want to hit? Somebody on their team did i say it once no Nope. (laughs) did i say it twice no did i say it all night no because i passed out for the second period but i said it in the first and third period so much that everyone in our section or sorry our section and the two neighboring sections were looking at us and looking at me specifically and like i don't know you guys can explain it because i was just yelling i don't really remember what anybody else was saying to me
1: you missed a big part of this so we were sitting in the last row of the arena literally yeah. way at the top in the corner um, leafs were up 2 nothing so we were being a bit obnoxious and oh, then winning, the, they were winning and then by <laughs> the end of the game by the end of the game they had lost 4-2 and you know by the uh, at the end of the game some of the fans from another section made it a point to come and just rub it into us uh, which, that they they had won. Have,
2: which they because, should have
1: because you guys yes, were fucked <laughs> because Ramin and, my, and myself fine because we're at the top row not only were you screaming hit him but we're also banging on the you were banging on the, on the I was not,
0: I remember that much you were banging it was fun, on though. the wall so much and then the security guard came up to talk to us and then you looked at me like dude you shouldn't be doing that I'm like I'm not doing anything I'm just yelling at everybody you're the Whoa, one banging got- on the wall <laughs>
2: I think at one point, both of you guys had like serious Forrest Whitaker vibes going on where one eye was open, one eye was closed, and you're just like, Adam. And you're just looking at me, and I'm like, Who are we? What? What?
0: (laughs) I asked you if you wanted a beer. (laughs) So so it
2: was uh, honestly like, uh, knowing you two, you guys are one of the most passionate, emotional. Crazy Leafs fans, I know, and to me, uh, you know, I'm I'm not really at that that crazy. I, I I'm passionate for sure, but I'm not crazy in the sense that you guys are crazy. And in, in terms of like, if if a Leafs, if the Leafs lose, that can ruin like your whole night, your whole week. Whereas I just look at it, let's go to the next game. Um, you guys. Are very emotionally invested into the team, um, where I, I I do believe I am as well, but not to the extent as where you guys are, and it's it's nice to see actually, you know, it's it's nice to see that.
1: Where where you get videotape crying? <laughs> oh yeah, <fuck>. you <laughs>
0: it's. <laughs> Josh, oh, well, I God. think I think you've been on like TSN Sportsnet. Maple Leaf season opener montage is crying for the past four or five years. Like, you always make the cut, man, and I don't know how you do it. But, uh, no, uh, Vern, I I think I agree that all of us are obviously emotionally invested into the team, but Jasper and I kind of – honestly, it's – if they lose, it's like we go into a depressive state. I think I kind of joke around because – I think Jasper really gets angry and he says certain things like, I'll blow it up, do all this. And Mm. I kind of just, that's a joke. (laughs) I know. And and I do it because it's a joke of you, but I seriously do get upset. It does ruin some of my nights. I wouldn't go as far as saying weeks, unless if it's a bad losing streak. (laughs) But no, it is true. I do. And I don't, it can't control it. It's an emotional thing. And I actually go into dark places, not in the sense that, uh, not in the sense that I would ever do anything horrible to myself or anything like that, of course. No, uh, no. But, but in the sense that, you know, it makes me think negatively. And it makes me think, you know, bring other things up about myself. I don't like, oh, am not going to have a good day tomorrow, this yeah. or that. And and that's crazy just because of a hockey team and what they do. And I don't know. I I, I can't – I don't think I'm the only one. I might not even be the only one of us three that goes through that. No. But. But definitely, like sports fans in general, maybe they, it might be one of the only things they have that brings them pure joy. And if that thing doesn't provide entertainment and happiness for you, then you might go into a dark place.
1: I think, I think you can be having a, like for me at least, if, if I'm having a shit day or a shit week, and then on top of that, you know, it's something to look forward to at 7 p.m. usually. And if they lose yeah. on top of that, fuck it just don't talk to me after that and can totally ruin my mood.
2: I would say it's just with the times of how the times are going, that's the only thing you can look forward to nowadays too. So, you know, if your one of your teams just loses and you're looking forward for the whole day, like you're fucking just sitting at home, looking forward to that one game and that one game is going to bring you joy and they lose or they play poorly or something like that. It's going to affect you. Like I've been noticing it recently too. Like if, uh, one of my teams loses. I you know get pissed like I'm like shit like I watched two and a half hours of them just playing goddamn garbage uh, but you suck it up, go to the next game. that's how it is as a fan I guess um, but I like how how we are as fans just realists uh, we love our team, but we're not delusional
0: so so Vern I also if we lose, I do move on to the next game. I think playoff games is a bit of a different thing. Oh yeah. So uh, much at stake. (laughs) That's exactly it. And to be fair for our team, it's been a lot of years since, you know, we didn't even get playoff games. And now that we have them for the past few years, it was great, but you know, we're not really winning or doing anything with it either. I think once we lose those games, especially game sevens or game sixes or whatever is eliminated. Those, those are tougher to swallow. You know, that's a tougher pill to swallow, I guess. Accepting that, yeah, you're done. And that was the game. You could have done something. I think that hurts a bit more. But in terms of what I was saying about, you know, emotionally or getting to some sort of depressive state, let's just say, like, why do you think that is for some people? Because, yeah, Jasper To your point, you're looking forward to it, and then it's kind of like, oh, that sucks. Don't talk to me. I'm just kind of pissed now. Bad day, whatever. But do you think that people are actually so involved that when it, when that doesn't go right, it's deeper than just being pissed off a team lost. It's something deeper rooted than
1: that. That's a tough one. I've always tried to think about it, like it. I, like, I can't find the answer because to me it's just being a sports fan in general is irrational being um, a Leaf fan and the fan of some other teams who have gone through the same nonsense like the Leafs it's almost insane to do that over and over again expecting a different outcome um, isn't there a quote the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and is expecting yeah, another right, outcome yeah right? Like yeah, it's almost yeah. insane to be a Leaf fan because we set ourselves up for failure okay. every single year. And then, I don't know, if we, won maybe during the winter time, especially if you go from, you know, end of November all the way till March, right? There's not much to do in terms of being social because of the winter. And Saturday nights, I know throughout high school, even undergrad, and just even now, 7 p.m. is what I look forward to. I was kind of annoyed the other day when they weren't playing on Saturday. But when something like that becomes such an integral part of your life and it doesn't go the way you want it to, um, it's going to take a toll on your mental health regardless of what it is. And that's kind of what's happened to me over the years because of the Leafs. We've talked about it before. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. The Leafs have affected my mental health over my 20s, 100%. Probably more so in just you know, if I'm having, if I'm in a bad situation or I'm in a bad place, um, they just, if they lose or something, things aren't going well with them, I just use it as another reason to be negative. But yeah, the fact that that's even a thing is ridiculous, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, I think we're all diehard uh, to the extent that we care with the outcome of, of, and the success of this team. But there is fans out there, with all teams that, you know, sports just takes over their life. Where um I'll give you an example. I I know it's not, it's not gonna really affect him, but Nav Batia, for example, that guy, he misses weddings. St- like he's there hundred percent of the time. Like I would say, I I can I don't want I'm I'm a Leafs diehard Leafs fan. Uh, that I'll watch every game that I can get to, but I'm not gonna if I'm going to a party or something like that, I'm not going to, I'm going to look at the result of the score, but I'm not going to sit at home and miss that party to uh, sit at home and just watch a Leafs game. Well, I could go out there and be social, but there is people who this is their whole life. So if you're relying on this one team or one, uh, you know, just watching the sport to bring you that ultimate happiness, it's going to hit you a lot harder than you are with people who actually have other things going on in their life. So, I mean, it's tough. Uh, I don't know what else to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a good point. Just like Vern, same. If I had to go to a wedding or watch a leaf game, regular season leaf game, I'd probably go to the wedding. Playoffs. playoffs Playoffs, you still
2: have it at the wedding right you would still put uh, yeah it it would still be
0: up there if it was the stanley cup final i don't know it depends whose wedding it is it's mine i probably have to go to my own wedding but but (laughs) no obviously but if it's a stanley cup final game seven like leaves versus whoever i don't know man like that 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 thought has actually come to my mind what would you guys do Vern? you had your wedding already but yeah if it was your wedding day and Game Seven was on at the exact time of your wedding. I I if would you knew this in advance. Would, what would you do? Would you try try and work around it or no?
2: I would try to work around it, but uh, my wife would not. So uh, I, either either I'd get married or <laughs> or not in <laughs> that situation. Right. So so it it depends on uh, like I would probably make a compromise where I'd probably have it playing at the at the actual reception or something like that, but. Uh, it's hard to ask to uh, you know your partner to give up their dream uh, of getting married for something like that. It's, it's a bit of a one sided situation there.
1: Ramy, right, just don't may, don't book your wedding in May or June. That's that's that. what I would suggest. Just don't do that's
2: it. What I was, just go to July. You know, July first. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Anyways,
1: never book a May or June wedding. Yeah. No,
0: of course. I was just uh, joking with you guys. And the day, that's a very mature answer. It's not about. <laughs> it's not just about your dreams. It's about you guys together on your special. It's very night. married answer. <laughs> yes, it's a very yes. Is Janice there with you? Just looking at not you. Right no, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, obviously it's. Uh, moving on. Uh, I mean. Obviously, lots of fans who are invested in this team have lots of up and downs watching this team. And uh, just the other day, we did actually lose a legend in George Armstrong, longtime captain, played his whole 21-year career with the team, uh, and he passed away. And it's sad, uh, but at the same time, he lived a long life, and he had a phenomenal Hall of Fame career. And one of those rare uh, players that played his whole career with the team. So I just wanted to give my condolences to the Armstrong family and Leafs Nation on that. And hopefully the team honors him and, and you know, rallies together and plays in his honor this season, the rest of the way.
1: Yeah. Oh, condolences to the Armstrong family. And I think, you know, I'm really – because. I was looking online today at some couple of articles and one of the pictures that comes up is when we honored all the, we, we retired all the numbers, right? Is that what yeah. we did? With, yes. Yeah. And, the and I, don't know, it, it, I'm happy. It's happy to like the fact that he got to see that in like, like Johnny Bauer as well. Um, there's a couple, uh, you know, uh, legends on the team that, they, they had their heyday with the Leafs in a time where, you know, it was, you're talking decades ago. And I don't – sometimes it's a bit sad that we don't get to appreciate – I don't think we appreciate how big of a deal they were to the to the teams. I, did, I You guys might think I'm wrong about it, but I think we don't appreciate our real legends I, enough. I
2: agree with you. Um, actually, you know what? Like, it's hard to, you know, more – I, condolences to the Armstrong family, but it's hard for me as a fan to mourn George Armstrong, uh, not knowing him as a player or as a person, because we just hear about him as as this Leafs legend, but we never seen him really play or um, other than the alumni, him coming out to alumni events. We haven't really seen him too much uh, around the team either, mm-hmm. um, but it's different because we're from a different generation, but you, you do definitely appreciate what, that player brought to the team as a fan Um, and you look at their history and uh, him being the last captain of when we won the cup last is, is is an amazing feat. uh, Cause you would think we'd, we'd win from that time, but um, legends live on. Right. So.
0: um, no, Yeah. It's, it's very fair that, you know, I agree as well, Jasper that it's hard to, you know, we don't really appreciate our legends as much but it is probably because our last legends were from the 60s really you know like yeah the, i guess you can consider guys like gilmore and sundin and clark legends of the team they are but they're not the champions of the team
1: exactly
0: they're not champions but, if but you I look at montreal's legends like they're they're all champions for the most part and that's i think part of the reason and we just didn't we weren't alive the last time they won and we we really, you know, our, our parents were not really watching either. They weren't really no. fans of the team. So it's, it's hard. You know, we're, I learned a lot through history books and old black and white tapes about those guys. And that's, I don't know about you guys, black and white hockey isn't the most fun hockey to watch. No,
2: no. So
0: it, it's not, it's not uh, easy to appreciate. And by that, okay. That's, that's ignorant of me. I appreciate them a hell of a lot. It's yeah. not easy to understand how much I should appreciate them. Right, right.
2: I mean if if uh, God forbid anything happened to one of the guys that we grew up watching that you've mentioned before, we obviously would that would that would impact us in a different in a much bigger way than um, you know, somebody we've never watched in the sixties. But that's not saying that we shouldn't um go back and look at you know their history and what they meant to the team and stuff like that. We can go back and now look at what, what achievements they've had. But uh, to your point, it, it hits different.
0: It's, it's weird seeing like an athlete kind of pass away, especially somebody like a champion like that. Um, I mean, I thought this mainly when someone like Muhammad Ali passed away, like, Someone so legendary and so triumphant. like
1: It's January like, 26th today. Kobe.
0: Exactly. Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe's a totally... I still can't believe he's not alive. He's so present. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it doesn't seem real. A year later. And going back to the thing about Muhammad Ali is that you don't think they could be defeated in life in terms of losing so like losing their life um so it's it's weird to see and i mean we can talk the whole you know this whole podcast could have been yeah could be really yeah no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but no um it's it's tough it's tough to see especially uh, especially someone like kobe bryant actually um but even with someone like george armstrong the the relationship at the end of the day with us and him is that you know Leafs Nation. He was the yep. captain of our team at a time. We did we weren't around to watch, but our hats off are to him. And I think with that, um, to end this off, what's best to say, especially during this pandemic, stay safe, appreciate the life we have, enjoy the games we are allowed to watch right now. And um, until next time, it's Jesse, Rambo, and the V Dub. Thanks, guys.